Would you like to know more about attachment trauma, symptoms, and childhood attachment trauma healing? Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method, and let's go ahead and dive right in. Why is that so important? So let's go into the definition first. Attachment trauma is a disruption in the important process of bonding between a baby or child and his or her primary caregiver. That trauma may be overt abuse, neglect, or it may be also less obvious, lack of affection or response from the caregiver. All right, so I'm gonna be talking about, I'm gonna be talking about every single one and then also how to fix it and things to practice. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So the first number one symptom is trust issues. And you may or may not find a smile on your face because as you know, I help single successful women to overcome their trust issues. And part of the reasons why that is because it is part of the attachment trauma healing. Okay, so oftentimes what really happens is for one, you're of course losing tremendous amount of trust towards your primary caregiver. Now, why is that? Well, for one, is there is not a natural and a consecutive response to your needs. It's not consistent. It's actually extremely inconsistent. So what do we do when something becomes extremely inconsistent, even though we rely on it, right? Don't forget, you were in your mom's womb at some point and you knew you can rely on it. When you need food, you're gonna get food, right? Like you are, you're comfortable, like you're safe, right? And out of the sudden, you're outside of your mom's womb and you expect it to be the same, but it doesn't happen, right? And so now it's like, okay, well, so there's massive amount of trust issues because there's trust issues, first and foremost, towards your mom, right? Like I'm, I'm not getting the same response back. I don't know what's wrong, right? I was always provided care for, now I'm not. And then number two, trust issues towards yourself. Because remember, your mom is also your first human sample, okay? And what that means is you kind of put her a little bit on a pedestal. Why? Because you need that to survive. She is already on the planet. She knows how the planet works. You landed on this planet. You don't even know where you are. Remember, you don't even know what you are, who you are, uh, what you should do and not do, right? You learn it from your parents. So when your parents don't give you the response that you think you should receive, what happens? you start mistrusting yourself. You start judging yourself, like questioning yourself, second guessing yourself and be like, mm, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't ask this question or maybe ask this question in a wrong way. So in all in all, the trust between us, inside of us, between our, our primary caregiver and us is actually collapsing. Now what happens is you actually have to create a distortion inside of yourself so look there's still a part inside of you that knows that you deserve to have the response to your needs to be met but they're not met so then you're like wait a minute i'm going off somewhere and i need to start deceiving myself i just start kind of lying to myself and now i have a conflict inside of myself this is a huge huge problem because that means your self-trust is down the drain, your self-confidence goes right along with that. Now, what can you do to change that is, well, for one, is really bring the energy back to yourself. 
Learning to trust your intuition, learning to trust your gut, learning to trust your emotions. It really depends on what kind of energy type you are, right? But there's like a certain way of how you are congruent within yourself and you actually make the best decisions for yourself. Also, in order to trust yourself, you want to clean up any white lies, right? So that could include, you know, like maybe you were late, coming late to a party or something like that. And you were like, you know, I was stuck in traffic. Yeah, maybe you were stuck in traffic, but you also left half an hour later, right? So things like that, right? Or maybe you talked behind somebody else's back. Uh, maybe not like the worst case scenario, but maybe you just did like a little bit, a little gossiping, right? Um, so again, clean that up, right? You want to clean it up. You want to create that balance in your trust bank account. Symptom number two is being overly anxious or attached quickly. Now, you may already find a smile on your face because you may find like, okay, I'm going on the dates and yes, I'm always wondering, is he the one? Is he the one? Oh, should I walk down the aisle with him? Oh, I wonder how his last name sounds behind my, be, behind my last name, uh, my first name and so on and so forth, right? So we're like in this future anticipation dreamland, right? It's like overly anxious and attaches so, so quickly. Now, the problem with that is, look, we have all those different archetypes inside of ourselves. And what happens is when we meet the person, they just show us the archetypes that they want us to see, right? We're always presenting ourselves on our best side, but we have many different archetypes inside of ourselves. We have many different energies inside of ourselves. We have many different relationships in our life, right? We have many different parts of ourselves that we can't just right away see. That comes through developing a rhythm, developing a dynamic, right? With each other, you know, with each other's social circle, how everything integrates, how he responds to certain things, right? How he responds, like, is he clean? Um, is he not clean? Is he spontaneous? Or is he a planner? And things like that. And while you can figure out some of those things on those first dates, there's many of them that you learn just through living with him, going on dates and sharing experiences. So look, if you get overly attached by this, you know, I really highly recommend you actually pulling back that attachment. It's almost like a Mustang, right? Just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did this really happen? Was this just a story and an interpretation that I made of this date, right? Is this guy really interested in me? I just got a call today um, from my client and, and she said, you know, I thought, I thought everything was going really well. Um, the relationship was going really well. We talked really well. I said, well, there's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of interpretation. We actually don't know if that happened. So unless you can really see black on white, he said he likes you. He said he wants to go out with you again. He said, right? So there's a, a congruency with that, like really learning to let that go and sort of like be more in space right? And do what your brain may not like. Cause you, in order, your brain is happy when you create certainty, but unfortunately it's pseudo certainty. So what you want to do is you want to actually kind of almost go to where your brain is not happy because you're happy. Your brain's not happy when you have space, when you have uncertainty, the unknown. Remember we have so many biases inside of ourselves. We have the confirmation bias. That's just one of many examples through which we delete, distort and generalize reality based on whatever bias we have. So keep that in mind as well. Symptom number three is also like there's this feeling of helplessness and almost like a fear of relationship, right? 
Uh, so this is oftentimes that happens when the super independent, powerful women come into my practice, right? And they're like, well, I'm good. I'm independent. I'm very accomplished. And I'm just kind of, I don't know, intimacy, you know, it's like, I know into me, you see, I don't want to lose myself. I don't want to lose my identity. I want to stay true to myself. I don't want to merge and, and lose almost like my ego, who I perceive myself to be, right? So there's so much fear around that or also that feeling of helplessness, right? Like, oh, I finally allow somebody into my life who's actually there for me, who not only carries the groceries, but who also holds me when I cry and allow him to witness me when I cry, which is so vulnerable. Why? Well, because after that, we can't hide. We can't just say, oh, I'm just like, I'm cool Susie. And you know, I'm just like, I'm just like this perfect girlfriend. And I have this facade and I have this persona and I'm always entertaining, I'm always performing, right? Now the mask is off and it's extremely vulnerable because from that moment on, you can't hide anymore. So that's like that part inside of you that wants to stay independent. It's oftentimes the opposite of that part that gets really conflicted and anxious and attached. So this one is almost the opposite, right? It's almost like pushing it away a little bit and being like, oh, I don't want to be too helpless. And like, if I have a man who rescues me, who saves me, who's there for me, pro provides for me, right? I kind of like feel powerless and helpless. And I, I don't really like this feeling, right? Um, in order to heal that, you have to understand that there is, of course, the interdependence. So there's not just the codependence and the independence. There's also the interdependence, which means you're going to have a part inside of you that is called the individual self. And then there's a part inside of you that's called the couple identity. And so you make sure, right, balancing those two in your life. So it's really important understanding your archetypes um, that is part of our home study course, right? Like understanding where you're already fully embodied and relaxed and secure and which parts are you just like not so secure in at all and finding the balance, figuring out like where, which part do I need to resource more? Symptom number four is being overly guarded and like almost abrasive, like socially abrasive, right? Um, and that's basically saying like attack is the best defense. And I see this oftentimes because what happens is Tony Robbins talks about this, right? It's called the crazy eight. And so what happens is we are creating, we're creating state changes for ourselves, right? Because what do we need humans need? We need variety. That's one of the things. We need certainty, love, connection, significance, and so on and so forth, right? So what happens is, on the one hand, right, we want to feel like sort of like this, uh, you know, we want to feel empowered and, and all of that, but oftentimes we actually feel disconnected from ourselves because we have to pretend we're somebody that we're not. So then what happens is we're collapsing into the helplessness or maybe even into the depression. Now we get to connect with ourselves, we actually feel authentic, right? But then what happens is we're like, I don't really like this. You know, it's too, it doesn't feel good. It feels like out of control. It's feel, I don't, I'm helpless. Like, I don't like that. I'm going to swing back. And that's when I go into the socially abrasive. Okay. Um, that's when I go into the bully. That's when I go into the bitch. Now, why is that? So imagine this. So you have this pendulum. On the one hand, it's the helplessness. On the other hand, is the, uh, so the abrasiveness or the bitchness, right? So what happens is, you know, you kind of hit the ceiling, so you swing on one way, right? So, you, you know, you feel like depressed and sad and, and, and all of that stuff, right? Like grieving and helpless and powerless, right? But then you're like, ah, I don't really notice. Uh, I don't really like this, right? 
And so you also like you have a threshold for that, right? And so you resist it, you hit the resistance, and then you swing back and you go into the bitch, right? But the bitch is also like you're like mm, I don't really like that, you know, because you know I'm a little too bitchy. It's not really me. I feel actually really disconnected from myself. I'm feeling disconnected from other people. And so you swing again into the helplessness. And so you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so you're just walking past conflict or, if you will, the walking time bomb. Okay. Uh, so what you want to do instead is you want to bring those parts together. You want to understand, okay, so what is this part that feels helpless really want? What is this part that really is like sort of this bitch and that's like sort of independent? What does that part really want? And how can we bring those two parts together, right? This is part called a parts integration. So you want to integrate both parts together, harmonize them together, so you are congruent, aligned, connected inside of yourself, and you easily attract what you want, and you stop this crazy aid and swinging on your pendulum cycle. And symptom number five is impulsiveness and obsessive thoughts. Now that goes along a little bit with the anxiousness and the attachment, right? But this goes also like, you know, those moments when you call somebody like 10 times, 20 times, I mean, okay, look, I'll give you an example. When I was like 18, um, 19, uh, I was really attracted to this guy. And so we were kind of dating, right? And then overnight, like, he just didn't get back to me. He just didn't do anything, right? So what did I do? I just called. I, I forgot what this movie was called. There was this one movie <laughs> where he leaves out, like just messages and more messages and more messages. So that's what I did, right? I just kept, give, for some reason, some magical reason, I thought if I just call one more time and I leave another message, Somehow, magically, uh, he's going to respond and he's going to get back to me and he's not going to think I'm a creep or anything like that, right? Or needy or anything like that. Okay. So, so very like impulsive and like obsessive, right? It's kept calling, right? Uh, and an impulsive is also like, no, I need to text him right now and I, I need to write him like a novel. It's another thing I see my women do, right? So the women text like a one liner, one question, and then the women respond like a, like a whole paragraph. And a man again responds with like a one-liner. Okay, so like really just see, okay, hold on a second. Am I out of proportion here, right? Like is this actually in the flow? Is this actually an equal give and take? You know, is the man actually like coming around and feeding in for himself too and explaining a little bit of himself? And if he's not, he's not. Like so then you want to like balance it out with just that equal amount of information about. You don't have to like count it exactly, right? But if he, were, if he writes a sentence, you write one or two sentences too. Don't write a whole dialogue, right? Like, But if he, if he writes more, you can write more. Okay, so make sure you kind of like sort of imbalance with that and you really notice when you go into obsessive compulsive impulsive stuff is because you start to become anxious. You start to become like really imbalanced and, and, and out of alignment. It just doesn't feel good at all. And it feels also like a little like, hmm, it, 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 it doesn't feel authentic. You know what I mean? It feels like, I don't know, something is just like a little too much, a little too much, a uh, little too fast. And so what happens is, you know, because remember, we have like the mental level, we have the spiritual level, the energetic level, emotional level, physical level, right? And so not all the levels can catch up so fast, right? And then also you want to see, okay, when, if you're impulsive, you're one of the impulsive people, which that was true for me as well, right? Like I'm actually watching, okay, what happens before I get impulsive, right? So, oh, I'm hungry or I'm not in a good mood. Or I get up too late or get up too early or whatever. That, what, what happens, you know, that really throws you into this impulsive pattern and instead again remember part of the impulsiveness also comes from the brain is happy when you create certainty right and so sometimes by being impulsive again by taking action you're creating more certainty so what you want to do instead is again uncertainty is your best friend make the unknown your best friend okay and what that means is also linking old experiences 
that I know what you do. Like what happened is in the past, right? You had this unknown, right? And so something bad happened, right? And so you're like, wow, well, every time it is the unknown, something bad's gonna happen. Well, what we need to do, we need to actually link it to a positive experience that actually unknown can provide lots of surprises and lots of aha moments, lots of breakthroughs, and actually speed up your manifestation process even more. So if you're like, gosh, Auntie, I don't know where I am, then I invite you to come on a Magnetize Your Man quiz and see where are you on that scale? You know, how's it going? You know, how, how aligned are you uh, with actually having a relationship, um, being relationship ready, um, overcoming attachment trauma, okay? So like click that link below or hop on over to magnetizeyourman.com. Click that link below. And also don't forget, if you like this video, uh, please like it, um, subscribe, share it. Looking forward to seeing you in my next video. Take care. Much love. Mwah!